0: Welcome to Becoming One Podcast, where as the church, we learn to pursue peace in a divided world. Here is your host, Sean Wilson. Amen. I hope everybody's doing well today. Today's topic is the tithe. I know that this is a touchy subject, but I want to just share something with you. That's going to give you a little bit of clarification. I'm going to try not to expound too much on it, but I do get excited when I read the word and I, when I can share with other people and then encourage them to go back and read for themselves. So today I want us to look over the book of Deuteronomy chapter 14, and we're going to start at verse 22. And this is the instructions on the tithe and what the actions of the people were supposed to be according to what God has said. Um, but one of the things I do want to talk about first before we get started, I want you to notice that the tithe was never money. And I want you to also understand in the manner of which is being used. Now, there's a principle that we can take with this that that'll help us it with today that I believe that it'll be um, encouraging for us. And actually, it'll kind of confirm what Paul has already t- talked about in Second Corinthians chapter nine. So here in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 22, it says you shall tithe all the yield of your seed that comes from the field year by year and before the Lord your God in the place that he chooses to make his name dwell there. You shall eat the tithe of your grain, of your wine and of your oil and the firstborn of your herd and flock that you may learn to fear the Lord, your God, always. Now, I do want to point to the fact that this is this is like how it was being taught initially, how everything was supposed to transpire. We see that those that had land were the ones that were supposed to share or they they tithe. When we say tithe, they take one-tenth part of the yield of their seed um, year by year, the field that comes from the field year by year. Um, So we know that when they gave, it was during seasons. It was not, they didn't produce fruit every month. So we know that it was during seasons. So this is why I was told to do it year by year. They would take that and they would bring that to the place where God had deemed Where they would do it. So I'm gonna give you an example. So if we were to look at if it was in fact in like Jerusalem, if the Lord says this is where everybody's gonna come to Jerusalem with your tithe, that's where everybody made their way to go. So when they traveled, some of them came from a long way to come and do that every year. So they was doing this annually. It wasn't done monthly. So they was doing this. annually. So as they came down with their tithe, if it was from a far distance, the Lord tells them, he says, look, if it's a long way for you to come, I don't, you can't carry all of that stuff for such a long way. You won't make it here. So basically what you need to do is this. And he says in verse 24, and if the way is too long for you so that you are not able to carry the tithe What does he tell him to do? So this is a further affirm The fact that I said the tithe was never money. So he said, if you was not able to carry the tithe, when the Lord your God blesses you because the place is too far from you, which the Lord your God chooses to set his name there, then you shall turn into money and bind up, turn it into money and bind it up, bind up the money in your hand and go to the place that the Lord your God chooses. So we see here that God was concerned for his people when they did bring their tithe, which was the fruit of the land that they had and the things that we mentioned. He says, look, you cannot, since you cannot Carry this such a long way. What I want you to do is I want you to exchange that for money. So sell it, bring the money that you 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 gain from selling it. And when you get down here, I want you to do this. So this is what he tells him to do after that, right? He goes on to say, and spend the money for whatever you desire, oxen or sheep, or wine, or strong drink, whatever your appetite craves, and you shall eat there before the Lord your God and rejoice in you and your household. So now he's talking about the whole household is is going shopping. They went and shopped and they got the things they wanted, uh, right? They, they desired. They bought the things with the money that they had from their tithe. They bought the things that they wanted, whether it was sheep, wine, or strong drink, Cause I know people say wine wasn't for a minute and then it was specifically strong drink. He said, yeah, go pick these things out. Um, I'm not telling people to go out here and get drunk. Look, I'm just saying what the scripture says. So as the scripture is saying this, it says it's spend the money for whatever you desire. Um, oxen or sheep or wine or strong drink, whatever your appetite craves and you shall eat there. Before the the Lord, your God, and do what? Rejoice. You and your household. Awesome. Such a blessing that the whole house, we get to rejoice over the tithe of what God did. So he wanted them to come back and reflect on what God has given them. So he wanted them to bring their tithe and eat where he told them to eat. In verse 27, it says, and you shall not neglect the Levite. Okay, because the Levite did not own land their responsibility was to, to the household of God. Right. So, it says "Then the Levite who is within your towns for he has no portion or inheritance with you. So when we see this, we, we can understand what is being said here. It's like, man, they don't have any, they don't have any land because they're the ones that are going to set up the temple and to do the work in the temple. So they don't have land. So we need to, we need to make sure we take care of, the Levites, right? So the priest, that's what, that's what the Levites were. All of the priests came from the Levitical tribe, right? So here also we see in verse 28, at the end of every three years, you shall bring out all the tithe of your produce. So now at the end of every three years, so when we talk about every three years, um, because we know what happens in a Sabbath year, that's in the Following chapter, it says at the end of every three years, you shall bring out all the tithe of your produce in the same year and lay it up within your towns. So everybody's supposed to bring everything there and stack it up, just bring all those resources. And what are they bringing those resources for? He says, and the Levites, because he has no portion of his inheritance with you and the sojourner. So now the strangers, they get to take partake of it. The faith, the fatherless, those that are fatherless, the children and the widows that are true widows, right? And who are within your towns, those, anybody else that's within the towns shall come and they shall eat and they should be a field because of the blessing that we brought. Um, that we do that every three years. Like the other times we would do it for th- that they were respected for themselves, but every three years they would bring those other ones out to share with others. And it says that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands, amen. And that you do. So when we see this, and, and what can we learn from that? What can we learn from what is being spoken there? First of all, we can understand that God had never intended for the tithe to be money. The tithe was was to help feed other people that were in need. And we know that today we say, OK, well, you know, money was looked at different. Then. No, I'm going to tell you what. Um, people do it today, give out food. We, we help we help in the local community when we can with other organizations that are giving out food and things like that, with those that are in a community that that may have a need. Amen. Which is, which is good. Um, but also we're supposed to help out those people within, within the body of Christ, especially the fatherless and and, and, uh, and so forth and so on. When we look at all of these different things, we are called to, to help, you know, and even a stranger, like if the strangers come in, we don't cut them off, um, but we help them out. Amen. They don't have to pay in to get in. They don't have to pay in to receive and, and the world system, that's what everybody wants. But in God's system, he says, I want you to do this to be a blessing to someone else. So even in, I don't want to get into the politics, but even as a, as a, as the U S if we say that we're a blessed nation, we're God's country, then we should, we should be like willing to, to give to, to those that are in need, even as sojourners as they come in, amen. And not complain about it, but Again, this is not a Christian nation. So I'm just saying, I just want to point out the difference, the difference between things along the lines of what we hear and what we see and what people say, you know, so the tithe is never money. People of God It's never money. The tithe here was exchanged for money. Amen. And in the tithe, they was they were eight of their own tithe. So this is just a short teaching to give you a little bit of understanding on the tithe according to the Old Testament. Of course, this is not the only teaching because there's other progressive things as we as we go through the through the scriptures, you'll see other things that were being done. Um, this is different than the offering. But I want just to just understand, go back and start reading more on the tithe. You can't dispute it. You cannot add to it. You should not take away from it. The tithe was never money. It was always food, money and the tithe existed together. So we cannot say that today as people give every month, amen, um, or every payday or what have you, when, when you get the first of your increase, all of those different things. We got to be very careful of how we use that in the church. Amen. We have to be very careful of how we use that because that's not the requirement and the tithe was given. But you must understand also the tithe stopped when the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, they had no need to do that anymore. And the people themselves, actually, they could get jobs. Go get a job, and you can get money, amen. And it's the same thing Paul said. it. He said, "Hey, I have a. He had a tent business, but he said I have the right to 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 reap from what the work that he's doing in the church. But he doesn't do it. He he does. He gets himself a job. So what is what is the issue with people today? If a church chooses to pay their pastor, that's on that church. If they want to get together and say we rather have pay our pastor to do this, you know, full time, or you know, like most." pastors like myself or whoever we by vocational, like we'll have a job and then we'll do, do the work. Um, does it become hard? Yeah, but it's called sacrifice. Amen. Cause I will not let my family go without, and I'm not going to put a burden on the people in the church just so I can sit there and and do, um, and, and not have to sacrifice in that sense. So I just wanted to share that piece. I think it's, is uh, It's very important for us to understand that. So there you go. Deuteronomy chapter 14, starting at verse 22. You can read the whole chapter, of course, and read it all the way through. But be blessed. Have a great and wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us today on the Becoming One podcast. We request that you please like, share, and subscribe to our station, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. Remember to pursue peace in a divided world. We the church must organize, neutralize, and evangelize. Let's become one.